Can AI be used to preserve coral reefs? Is it okay to use AI to animate photos of the deceased? How is Amazon using AI to automate inspection of factory products? Hey everyone, I'm Alex Kastrunas, and this is AI News, the number one show for the latest topics and trends in artificial intelligence. Leave your thoughts on this week's headlines in the comments, and now let's dive in. To kick things off, let's visit the land down under, where Accenture and the Australian Institute of Marine Science have partnered up with the goal of using computer vision to protect coral reefs. Coral reefs have famously struggled under the changing conditions of the climate and oceans. By using computer vision, researchers can monitor a wider range of responses the reef systems display under hostile conditions. The AI technology developed by Accenture, combined with the deep expertise of the Australian marine scientists, means actions such as replanting can be taken as quickly as possible when the reefs are struggling to survive. This collaboration between AI developers and scientists can enhance the efficacy of preservation efforts, allowing tourists and sea animals to enjoy the beautiful reefs for years to come. Next up, the genealogy company MyHeritage, in partnership with a company called DID, released an online tool that can animate photos of deceased family members using AI, reports the Economic Times. The tool is called Deep Nostalgia and has had mixed reviews, with some people praising the feature and others considering it to be creepy. The tool uses AI to map facial expressions recorded from MyHeritage employees to images uploaded by users. Some people have found the feature to be comforting or exciting, showing them what it might look like to see their ancestors or remain closer to recently deceased loved ones. Others criticize the company for providing a tool that unfairly uses likeness of the dead without their consent. What do you think? Is it ethical to animate images of the deceased? Would you use this feature, or would you be comfortable letting a family member use it on an image of you? Let us know in the comments. In other news, researchers at the Skolkovo Institute of Science and Technology in Russia have built an AI system that can non-invasively distinguish between Parkinson's disease and essential tremors. Parkinson's disease can be difficult to diagnose because its symptoms overlap with several other conditions. AI can analyze video of a patient performing various motor tasks and act as a second opinion for the doctor to diagnose the patient with Parkinson's or another condition. The predictions for the system in testing between Parkinson's patients and patients with essential tremor achieved an F1 score of 0.84. An F1 score of 1 would indicate perfect accuracy and a score of 0.5 would indicate accuracy no higher than a random guess. Increasing the accuracy of Parkinson's diagnoses would be great benefit to the patients because doctors can then tailor care plans to their needs and more accurately assess the needs for invasement treatments such as surgery. For our next story, imagine that you found a strange mole on your right arm. It doesn't look serious, but you know that new moles can be early growth melanoma or type of skin cancer. Maybe you don't think it's serious enough to go to the doctor, but every day you leave it alone, you might be letting it grow. If you had an app on your phone that could diagnose melanoma with a picture, would you use it? Researchers at Harvard and MIT have set out to do just that, developing an app that uses deep learning to distinguish between suspicious and non-suspicious skin lesions. This idea has been tried before, but the unique approach these researchers have taken is known as the ugly duckling criteria, 
which singles out moles that look unlike the normal moles a patient may have. Testing this new approach was very promising, showing that the algorithm agreed with expert dermatologists at almost the same level as dermatologists tend to agree with each other. Introducing diagnostic software into widespread personal technology would make it easier to monitor your health while reducing time-consuming doctor's appointments. Be sure to follow the link in the description below for a detailed discussion of this fascinating procedure uh, that the researchers use to build this system. Next up, have you ever wondered how the ads you see online are chosen? It turns out that many of the largest advertisers use AI to optimize their advertising campaigns. Ben Dixon from VentureBeat provides a fascinating and detailed description of how they do it. Online advertising is very scale dependent. 100 visitors may only earn you a few extra cents, but a million visitors can bring in thousands of dollars every day. Human selection of the most effective advertisements is imprecise because we can't trawl through the vast amounts of data. Using reinforcement learning combined with techniques based on the concept of exploration versus exploitation, advertisers can create bots that respond to each and every instance of a user clicking an ad. Understanding how AI agents serve ads can be instrumental to business owners and consumers alike. How can the technology be used to maximize revenue? And why do websites sometimes serve ads that seem eerily relevant to you? Be sure to follow the link in the description to learn the answers. In our next story, VentureBeat reports on findings from several research institutions that have been examining the causes of bias in GPT-3 and pursuing techniques to correct them. There are several factors that can cause fluctuations in GPT-3's accuracy, but the most significant of these factors seem to arise from the data sets GPT-3 has been trained on. In order to mitigate these biases, a contextual calibration method was used. The researchers demonstrated that this method improved the accuracy and reduced the variance of GPT-3 across several different prompt formats and examples. GPT-3 has received a lot of praise for its state-of-the-art performance, but has also received some criticism for showing bias from carefully selected prompts. For example, GPT-3 has been demonstrated to show bias against Muslim people, women, and minorities. Correcting these biases would make GPT-3 more effective and more safe for end users. Our last story this week brings us onto the factory floor, where some companies are turning to Amazon's Lookout for Vision service, a cloud-based AI program that can identify defects and abnormalities on production lines. Human error on production lines is a major contributor to unplanned downtime, representing 23% of cases. Amazon's Lookout for Vision can process thousands of images per hour and identify products with abnormal cracks, dents, and other deformities. It could also learn from customer feedback as it will be retrained each time a customer reports a failure. Companies such as GE Healthcare, uh, Basler, and even Amazon it's, it's themselves are using the Lookout for Vision system to automate their visual inspection of products. Companies are highly motivated to make sure their products are of the highest quality to the end user, and automating the inspection process will allow them to reach and scale this goal without a significant investment into developing their own machine learning resources. Well, that's it for this week's top AI headlines. Be sure to subscribe to this channel if you haven't already, and check out the description below to learn more about everything covered in today's show. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode of AI News.